No, you didn't, boy. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the mask. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban and writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? It's been a while. I feel like it's been a while for me. It's been like four or five days. I just did days. one without you. Yeah, but we took, we took off a couple of days there. Had some personal stuff going on, so. That's true. But... So this past weekend, my wife and I had uh, her best friend and her husband flying from Kentucky to uh, come to Dallas for the first time. Went to a Mavs game on Saturday night. Oh, what if a great one! Call, what a great one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, they're both huge University of Kentucky fans. Uh, live in Lexington, went to UK, stuff like that, and she freaked out over seeing Tayshawn Prince. Because That's Tayshaun, so random. Tayshaun Prince is like a, what's he, like a team advisor. I don't think he's an assistant coach, player development guy, yeah, something for, for the Grizzlies. And he was sitting on the bench. She like freaked out, went down there. The like workers were like, no, you can't holler. And she's like, Tayshaun, Tayshaun. And they're like freaking <laughs> out. Because like our favorite player growing up as a Kentucky fan. And uh, That's a super random but, player to be your favorite. So the funniest part, and I told Nick this already, we're sitting in the stands, and we're in the lower bowl in the corner, kind of. And the Mavericks are warming up on the other end of the floor. And so she's looking. She's like, is that a ball boy? He's in the layup line. And it was J.J. Barea. <laughs> and I started dying laughing. So good. <laughs> so good. It's like, oh, man. Nope. That is, that is J.J. Barea. He is an actual NBA player. That so, uh, that ball boy had one of the craziest layup attempts I've ever seen against Clint Capella last night. <laughs> did you see it? He did this. I did two, not see it. He no. did this two times in a row, where he drives, he goes left, and Capella's right on him, like literally, like they're bodying up each other. And JJ does this thing where he spins around and has the ball in his right hand and does a layup, like a backwards reverse layup. And so he kind of like spun around and did like a. Huh. Well, 180 and then had the ball in his right hand and kind of scooped it up and went behind his head and tried to to lay it up. And he missed it both times. But still, it was like, I can't believe he got that off because Capella was literally right on top of him. And Capella is, honestly, Capella is a foot taller than him. Like, maybe even more than that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's like when I sat down with Melvin Hunt earlier in the season, one of the, uh, the main assistants for the Mavericks. And he said, we're talking about just athletic players, different stuff. And he said... J.J. Barea is as much of a freak of nature as people like Giannis, Anthony Davis, some of these guys that play over the rim and they're seven feet tall. He said, people don't talk about somebody like J.J., but like what he does for his size is just unprecedented. Like We don't, we don't see it. We, we talked about happen. it when, when Isaiah Thomas was doing it last year. Yeah, when Isaiah was doing it. You just don't, and you see it. I mean, that was a one-year wonder right there. And, well, what it looks like. But... 
it's just you don't see it that often and it's not something you should take for granted either no no it's not so uh today we have got a ton to talk about isaac and i have obviously been away for a couple days uh a bunch has happened so we are going to get into the weekend's games so we'll talk about last night's game against the rockets if you want to talk about any more of it that's probably all we're going to get to about that game it was just sort of a blowout but then we'll also get to the other blowout of the weekend which was the Memphis Grizzlies game where the Grizzlies apparently tanked away the game and just decided not to show up. Uh, I think I have a different opinion on that game than a lot of people that I've seen so far, so we'll get to that. Uh, We'll also talk about our guy, Jameel Warney. Shout out to him. He got some minutes last night against the Rockets. And then uh, we will also get to... (sighs) We will get to the article posted on Mavs Moneyball. The site that I write for, the site that I am a part of, and uh, but I had no part in this article. Uh, it had an egregious title, and Isaac has some opinions about it. I have some opinions about it that I will maybe not so candidly share. I will pick my spots when when describing this article title. But uh, Isaac and I will talk to that. So let's start right away with uh, let's start talking about Jamil Warney. We might as well. He uh, we talked about with with Josh Dak. We got to break the news that he was. Um, getting signed to a 10-day contract we were super excited for him it's just a long time coming the guy has been he's been in the the g league how many years two years three years i want to say i want to say three uh i think it's two because we he was in training camp for dallas two years ago so it's at least at least two years now and uh and he went over with with team usa for you know for fiba this summer and was mr basketball or, or team usa's player of the year and so you know just he's done a whole lot he's you know been a 2010 guy in the g league i mean he's just done he's one of those guys just does everything a coach asks him to do and you know coach mckinnon of the texas legends was was really big kind of championing his cause and saying that this guy deserves a call up everybody we talked to whether it's motley or kyle collinsworth or just players in the locker room have all been saying yeah warning needs to get a call up somebody in the league he just it seemed like he was just the best player in the G League that hadn't gotten a call call up yet. Now maybe that's just because the only players we're really paying attention to in the G League are on the Legends, and he was the best player on the Legends that hadn't been really called up yet. But to me, it, it seemed that way, and uh, it was kind of just a, a sizes thing. People were looking at him and said, Man, "That guy, he is like, I mean, he is six seven. He, I was watching him today, and he was standing next to Tark Black, and he was Dark Black is undersized for a center. He's probably six eight, and Jamil Warney was shorter than him, so." People look at him and they're like, "What am I going to do with a six-eight, six-seven center?" And, uh, and they just decided to, to pass on him over and over again. But finally, he gets his chance. We're super excited for him. Uh, just glad that he got the opportunity. He went in there and he played decently well. I mean, he used some garbage time minutes, got five points and four boards. So, uh, you know, getting some opportunity there. So, really happy for him. Yeah, dude, Warney, cool dude. Uh, when Stein, so Mark Stein, he was the one who tweeted it, right? Yes. Whatever it was, it was like last was, week. Something it was like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Like it was early. Yeah, it was like four or five days ago, and uh, I saw I saw Stein's tweet, so I immediately texted Warney, and I was like, "Bro, let's go!" I was like, you know, pumped up for you, whatever. It went, you know, fifteen minutes went by, and my watch vibrated, you know, on my wrist, and said Warney's name. So I pulled out my phone, I looked at, it, and Warney's like, in a podcast. Um, version uh using podcast words instead of the real words he's like oh crap bro i just woke up from a nap and <laughs> bro didn't even know you know like somebody tweeted him and said why didn't you break this story well one i'm not best friends with him 
Nerlens. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> you're not hanging I, out with him off the court. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with him, and you know. But the thing is, and this is a crazy part of the business that we don't always see or think of. He didn't even know. Yeah, he was like, bro. And I was like, you're gonna be at practice tomorrow. He's like, bro, I haven't even talked to my agent yet. <laughs> and you know, That's so crazy. like that it's stuff like that to where you know it's crazy how the the, the business goes along and uh and that's that should so, yeah. tell you something about the guys that break news like the guys that break news are not just tight with the players like those are those guys are tight with agents most of the time like we saw the uh what was the shams thing recently where he he tweeted something out and we were like i don't know if that's true oh i think it was the no, no, there's a guy recently that tweeted about Aaron Gordon that we were talking about where Aaron yeah. Gordon was like, Aaron Gordon has shown interest from these teams. We're like, that definitely came from the agent. You know, like like these guys that break news are most of the time they're close with agents. They're not, sometimes yeah. they have sources within teams, but a lot of times it's just that they're getting to know agents and they're getting some some info from them. That's then that's Woj's route. Woj has been on podcast stuff before talking about how that that's his route to breaking news is agents. He talks to agent stuff. For me, I don't, Obviously, I'm not in that business of like breaking news stuff. Relationships mean more to me, and I like actual with the players and the guys instead of I don't know. Just there's amount of sucking up in the business to like try to try to have these relationships with agents and different stuff, and it takes time and whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. So, but like super happy for Warney man. Like, yeah, well, just a huge cool. suck up. um but yeah he you know i was obviously i was wanting it to happen for warning i was just worried with the mavericks because you know we just have so many bigs yeah and like before salah got hurt the other day i was like what in the crap you know would he play if we brought him up and you know why would we bring it up over motley (laughs) and you know like so it's like I didn't understand why we would uh, bring him in, but now it's cool because you know Salah he'll probably set out another game or something. But let Warney get in there. He looks like he's gonna get. You know they strategically waited till Sunday to sign him to try to get the most games possible out of his ten day, and I think he's gonna get four or five games in in ten days, which wow. is you know pretty intense. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. You couldn't be happier for him. I know we know Kyle Collins was happy for him, so I just hope he gets some burn over these last fifteen something games. Yeah, and I hope he gets a chance to go play with actually somebody that, that needs some bigs because there there are a lot of teams out there that could really use some bigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like there are just teams that that are out there somewhere that uh, they just don't have anybody. <laughs> like the Hawks, yeah. what are the Hawks doing right now? <laughs> they got like Mike Muscala, and I mean they got really really so, but they have Deadman and John Collins and. You know, like a fourth, fifth big man, like somebody could use something like that. So I just hope that he ends up – I hope that he just just works in the league. One thing I noticed about him, I I don't know if I'd seen him in person like since that first training camp, but he has really long arms. (laughs) Like his arms, it almost seems like they go to his knees. (laughs) Warning? Yeah. Yeah, that's his like thing because, you know, his height, you know, he – people like to throw Dewan Blair out. Uh, you know, yeah. for like a comparison, somebody could, and you know, he and he's talked about that too. But like his arms are really long, and that's what, that's what gives him. He's got the wide frame to where he gets position. He's really good at positioning too on rebounds. But he's got the long arms that can deceptively, you know, block some shots here and there, pull down some boards. The one, one really problematic thing I saw tonight in the the limited minutes that he actually played against the uh, the Rockets or last night. It's kind of hard because we record it the night of, but I want to say it's last night because because yeah. we we drop it on Monday. But 
uh, last night I saw that he he was in the post getting guarded by Eric, by Eric Gordon, and like Eric Gordon was just kind of shutting him down, just like he couldn't really get around him. He got around him one time when he got an actual post up touch, but he just couldn't get position on him. And so I'm just wondering if there's any kind like if he's gonna have issues if you just put anybody on him that can stop him from getting position. Uh, if you put like a thicker guard on him, is he going to be able to stop him in that sense? Like he's just, he's going to have to be able to overpower any single player that that comes up to him, like yeah, and that's just going to be hard for him to you know to be able to get that strong to be able to do that against just pretty much everybody. So that that was just one little thing that I saw like ah oh, that could be a red flag going going forward in the future. Yeah, it is, and let's see over these next you know over this next week or so if he can. Uh... Just really show that's the thing. People like him and Collinsworth see where they have improved since the last time they were in training camp with the Mavericks, and we've seen how Collinsworth has. He definitely has, and now let's see if Warney has improved the same way. Speaking of Collinsworth improving, he had one of the greatest passes today to uh, to Nerlens on the break. It was just a great like. Oh yeah. Is that he's running and he kind of faked the layup, but in the same way that he was trying to lay it up, he also threw it to Nerlens and it was a lob. It was the Mavericks moment of the game, which by the way, if you're, if you're, if you're at the game and you're watching the Mavs moment of the game, and I think they tweet him out, it's literally always an alley-oop or a dunk. Like <laughs> literally it's yeah. like the old school sports center highlight of the night. Like just literally always that it's, I think last year Dwight Powell got it 15 times. <laughs> For all fifteen of his dunks, yeah, for all fifteen, the guy barely played. Uh, So let's let's I guess let's keep going on about the uh, the Rockets game. So so last night the Mavericks they got just absolutely torched by the Rockets. It was almost a thirty point loss. Harden didn't even play. Uh, He was on the bench. He was he was excited. There's one point where uh, I went with my friend and we were sitting in some pretty good seats that Isaac got for me. So super excited about that. But uh, he, we, we were sitting there, and the score was really close. Like at halftime, I think it was like tied or, or close tied. And my friend looks at me, and he goes, "They wouldn't play Harden, would they? They wouldn't suit him up." And I was like, "There's no way. They're gonna, they're about to go on a run. It's gonna be fine." And then the Mavericks shot like ten percent in the third quarter, <laughs> like just something yeah. terrible. Like they just shot, they were shooting twenty percent from three and thirty six percent from the floor after the third quarter, like total for the game. <laughs> so I was like, "There, yeah." These Rockets, they go on a run. They can score in bunches. There's no reason for them to be out there. So uh, that was funny. But Dwight Powell, man, you Isaac Isaac Harris, you deserve to just be publicly shamed and humiliated every single time you, Why? Step, you step outside. Because you just completely trash this guy for probably a good four months as we are starting this podcast in the summer, the beginning of this season. Rick Carlisle obviously agreed with me. And you like he has exceeded all expectations and he has done so good for himself and he has improved in so many ways he did this spin move today that he he didn't make the dunk but it was very impressive move and that is (laughs) what he made made a pull up three so he also made a pull up three today that's when i tweeted that about you that I, i tweeted that isaac (laughs) <laughs> that Dwight Powell should be allowed to dunk on Isaac every single time he they're in the same room together. <laughs> he should just dunk right on your head. But uh, it was after that pull-up three. He hit the pull-up three, and I'm like, Isaac just deserves to be publicly shamed for this. And somebody came at somebody came at me. Somebody because... came at me on Twitter and was like, are you still hating on Dwight Powell? I was not the Dwight Powell hater. I was a Dwight Powell, like, I, I don't think that he, he's, he's that good. I don't think that he necessarily is worth a contract. And I thought he was going to get a lot of DNPs because the Mavericks had a ton of bigs. But he is completely – and I, I've been the first one to say, like, he has improved. He's better. He, you know, 
is a, definitely a better player this year. Why is he improved? He's Nick? improved because his his handling got better. He has picked his spots better and picked his shots better. He's he's been able to handle the ball better. He's actually catching passes when he gets them. He's uh That's he's true. getting better position underneath the rim. You think something? Do you do you know if anything else like affected? I that? think that the game plan definitely helped him to his to his advantage. I think that the players around him have definitely helped him, but I think he himself has improved as a player. Yeah. You know what I think helped? It? I, th- I think Carl changed his role helped You're it. no longer allowed to talk about Dwight. You're no longer allowed to tw- talk about Dwight Powell just ever. <laughs> You're no longer allowed to talk about him. Rick Carlisle Rick agreed with me the for his first two years when he told the whole story about is- the fans saying, hey, play him more for his fantasy team. And Carl was like, if you would have told me, that somebody would have said that in his first year and a half, two years here in Dallas, I would have, he would have just rolled my eyes. Like, and I just started cracking That's up. false because Carlisle, Carlisle well, no, has yeah, never he's, agreed he's, with he's you a, ever. Uh, nah, yep. <laughs> Very true statement. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I mean, he's gotten better. He's gotten better for sure. And I mean, I've always said I wish I would be wrong. And he's proven me wrong this year. I don't think you wish you that's were awesome. wrong. That's awesome. I mean, his... Heck yeah, dude. If we're going to pay this man, I, I wish I was wrong because I know how much the Mavericks liked him and I know how much they're paying him. So please b- prove me wrong. So, and he is, and that's awesome. Like, and it has, like you said a thousand times, it has so much to do with Rick changing his role saying pretty much don't shoot from the outside anymore. Catch lobs and dunk them. That's what you're good at. And that's what he's doing. And that's man, awesome. This, uh, this team supporting cast is so good. It is like the team as a supporting cast. There's just no go. top end talent on the whole on the Here roster, which is just really sad. I was waiting for. I that. think um, who was it? I think NBA math. I should tweet at you and be like, Harrison Barnes should stomp on your face every time he does something good. If Harrison Barnes wins an every MVP or makes the or makes the All Star team, he can dunk on me whenever he wants to. Wins the MVP. That's pretty hard. I said James Harden's or, never won the or MVP. made the All Star team. Okay, that's okay, a if he makes better. the All Star team, he can dunk there on my goal. face, right on my face. So, uh, yeah, I was gonna say something else, but then I was just imagining. I was imagining Harden or uh, <laughs> Harrison Barnes dunking on my face. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about the Grizzlies game. So. <laughs> Man, this game this was game. brutal. It was just absolutely brutal on on both sides. Like, uh, gosh, before the game, we knew that Dennis was going to sit. We knew that Nerlens was going to sit, uh, and Wes sat as well. Or did Wes play? No, Let's Wes played. The, Wes okay, played. so Finney Smith made his debut. Right, Wes played. Dodo made his his debut, which was awesome. We were scared they would we wouldn't see him again this year, and. Yeah, he played. He played back in November, so not his debut, but I meant like debut after his surgery. But anyway, his return. Him and Dennis are return. are really close, and they were so excited to take the court together. And Dennis is like on his Instagram, like showing Finney Smith's jersey, like "Oh yeah, boy!" like all this stuff on his Instagram story. Yeah, and then Dennis is scratched, so it's like crap. And Dota plays, but then. On Houston, Houston, the very next day, Dennis plays. Dodo's a scratch, so they neither one up. They didn't get to play together again. So, hopefully, that gets to happen pretty soon because I know they're dying to do that. Still hasn't happened in forever. So we knew that Dennis wasn't going to play that game. Nerlens wasn't going to play that game. 
and we knew that uh, Marcus All and Tyreek Evans were going to play, Oof. and so those guys weren't going to play. That was going to be rough. Tyreek was dealing with an injury, oh, but Marcus All was just literally was literally just rest. And so, do you know that Tyreek Evans isn't injured? Because I don't know. I haven't seen him. I don't. I don't know either. What? What Memphis is doing right now, I think, is far worse than some of these other teams. I mean, they're these guys wouldn't even be on rosters than a lot of these teams in the league. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just it's just dumb. I mean, when you're starting Kobe Simmons and Jarrell Martin, Jamichael Green, Dylan Brooks, Ben McLemore, that's your starting five. Like. If Jalen Parsons didn't play, there wasn't a single soul out there wouldn't would have known anybody on that team. For most like fans in the league, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just yeah. No, this, so everybody was coming at it coming at it with the, that kind of take where they're saying that this they're tanking. I can't believe what they're doing. But in and they've been they've gone on what a seventeen game losing streak. I mean, what they're doing over the long haul is just kind of it's a little ridiculous at this point. But. The team is just bad. Like I don't know what else they could have done. This is what people want the Mavericks to do. It's, yeah, this is what. And there's there's a a big there's a big thing to be said about what the Grizzlies are currently doing to Marcus All, and what the Mavericks could have done to Dirk. And they sort of accidentally did it to him last year, but they weren't just completely outright about it. But they could have done what the Grizzlies are doing to to Mark. They could have done it to Dirk, and that would have just been one of the saddest things in Dallas sports history. I mean, Marcus yeah. all just cannot be a happy person right now. And I want to, I want to, I quote tweeted Kirk from Moneyball. Kirk tweeted something, and I've seen a lot of people, so I'm just using Kirk as an example. And, and Kirk tweets this out and says, in all seriousness, with some of the teams that are being fielded, I question the talent pool and thus question expansion. NBA will always be top-heavy with talent, but you can't be playing guys that are this bad. This isn't a talent problem, though. And give me like a minute here to expand on this. This isn't a talent problem. This isn't. You can't look at a team like Memphis and say, Look at this crap of a team. We can't expand two more teams in the league. That's bull crap. There are people out here on in the free agent pool that are better than most of these people are suiting up for Memphis. You can't tell me Monte Ellis and Darren Williams and a host of other guys couldn't suit up for this Grizzly team and play a lot better than what they are. It's a tanking problem. It's a league problem. Until Adam Silver, until the league changes up the tanking and changes up the draft lottery format and stuff, then this crap will happen because teams are looking at it saying, we need to lose as much as we can like the Grizzlies. And they're like, hey, we're not going to sign somebody that's a free agent that might be better right now. We're going to sign somebody that just sucks. We're going to keep a 10-day on. We're going to use bring our two-way guys up, and we're just going to let them play because they just – they." Our team's gonna suck, so we can lose, and that's that's the problem. It's not a talent problem. There's still guys that should be in the league still. Darren Williams logged some decent minutes in the league. He shouldn't be out of the league right now, even though I'm not the biggest fan in the world. But like, he can play point guard for this Memphis team right now and do a lot better than what Kobe Simmons is doing. You know, they that's the thing I'm talking about. And so, don't use this as a nod or saying we shouldn't expand because of how horrible this team is. No, it's not that. It's just teams are choosing who to sign so they can be bad. And it, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, that, that was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. And 
for Memphis fans, I mean, that's sad. I mean, imagine if Memphis takes somebody at the top of the draft and they flame out like Hashim Thabit again or a Kwame Brown or whoever it is. They went through this whole season. They're fans. They're season ticket holders. Our season ticket holders are paying money to watch this team play. And, you know, like, and if they flame out, you're looking at it and say, we did all of that. We did that whole over half the season for that, for somebody that, that's not even a guarantee. That's the part that, man, it's wild, man. It's it's a dangerous thing. They, I, The days of this tanking thing working, I think it's going to be an end at some point. They're going to – Adam Silver's – he's watching this Memphis team, watching this, this obvious tanking, and they got to switch up something very soon. It's tough. It's tough to, because you can't you can't regulate what lineups teams play, and you can't regulate what free agents they sign. <laughs> and I just, it's hard for me to imagine a rule that Adam Silver could create that would say you have to. No, no, no. It's not – I'm making a rule like that. It is taking away the incentive of being the work, like either because Memphis wouldn't be doing what they're doing right now if, let's say, the all the ten worst records in the league had the same, um, you know, same amount of ping pong balls for the top pick in the draft. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be doing that at all right now. You know, they wouldn't. Or if some of these solutions, you know, like the wheel to where the draft order set, you know, years in advance. To where your record doesn't even affect what pick you have. Memphis would not be putting out the team they're putting out right now. That's just a given. I mean, it wouldn't happen. They would have no incentive to be this bad. So, oh, you said so. That that usually means you're going to continue your sentence. Well, you froze. You froze on my screen. I don't see your face anymore. Oh, sorry. My my bandwidth in my apartment is uh, not going great right now. Because the wife's watching like Jessica Jones on Netflix. She better not be watching it without me. <laughs> be all upset about that. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. I, I don't really consider the fact that there are free agents out there. I just assume that when teams don't sign free agents, and if nobody is signing them out there, then they're just not useful players. That's just what I assume. Uh, and I don't like. I don't know the, these end of the these end of the of the standings teams. I wonder if they could use. Like, it, you know, those guys that you're mentioning, or if they just, you know, guys like Monte Ellis, it's just hard for, to find a place for them sort of in the league right now. Come on, Darren Williams would be better than Kobe Simmons. Derek Rose would be better than Kobe Simmons as the starting point guard. You, really hate, right you now. really hate Kobe Simmons. No, I'm just using, like, who, like, that. I'm just using him. Like, the, there's no reason these guys, I mean, even their bench, they're bringing off Ivan Rabb and, like, Deontay Davis and Bryce Johnson, which I love because he's a Tar Heel guy, but, like, what what are we doing? I mean, these guys will. Uh, we should write down this roster and say in five years how many of these guys will be in the league. I mean, literally, it'll probably be like two. But isn't that, that what you're trying for as a team that bad? Is you're trying to take some flyers on some guys? Like Ivan Rab is a guy that you would take a flyer on. He was really highly touted. He was supposed to be like the number one player in, in high school, and then you know he just had some some issues and. All of a sudden, he's now like you know what was he like a late lottery, maybe late first round kind of guy. Late, so like that that, that kind of makes that kind of makes sense to me for for that team because you want to try to take some take advantage or try to find some young pieces and. But do you know what you have in a young piece if you're not putting him in a winnable type of situation in a lineup in a role that he can actually perform in? 
that's the thing. Like, there's difference between gathering all these young guys and say, go play pickup ball yeah. and not having, like, a suitable point guard or, you know, if you if they had, like, Rondo as their point guard and he was, like, setting up the system, running the system, passing, hitting guys on their spot, stuff like that. That's a bad example. Roll. No, I'm just saying, like, somebody – Really? That's Rondo a, could run that team better than what their point guard like. That's a bad example around here, around these parts. Around, around yeah, but I'm like saying somebody that <laughs> that's what we're talking about too, like when it comes to like certain players and young pieces coming into Dallas, like let's say you just throwing Motley out there with just a bunch of young guys. Well what if you throw Motley out there with a couple of vets in a role that he needs to be learning to play? Well then he knows what he's supposed to be doing. He's just not running out there. Imagine what would Dallas is Memphis lineup look like? Like if Dallas was was going to do what Memphis did, then they would be setting Harrison Barnes, obviously Dirk, probably in and out with West. They would Motley would be with the team every game, logging minutes. Warney, Collinsworth. The problem Heck, the problem know. with that though is some of that for Memphis is already built in with the Conley injury. And then Tyreek Evans, I don't know if he's injured or not. I I know our Grizzly Bear Blues, the uh, SB Nation blog, was tweeting me and kind of pushing back on the fact that they think that that part both Parsons and Tyreek Evans are not as injured as the Grizzlies are letting on. Uh, but Parsons is just not the player that they thought they were going to get. Conley is out. Tyreek Evans is injured, whether you, you believe it or not. And so, like, three of those guys are already sort of built in. So it's not like they're sitting those guys just, you know, out of, like, rest or just doing what the – Doing what the uh, Phoenix Suns did with Eric with Eric Bledsoe, I, they're just a bad team, and they're taking some flyers on some guys. And I'm gonna push back on w- when when you say that you can't figure out what you have in a guy if you're just n- telling him to play pickup ball because that co- completely disqualifies the entire G League. Because <laughs> that's what the G League is, right? The G League is just I don't I, I don't think so. I mean, I, that's what it is. The G League the G League is putting a bunch of guys out there. There's guys moving around all the time. I mean, right now the the Texas Legends but three best players are in Dallas. <laughs> That's the thing though. They're trying to win. Like let's let's look at the playbooks. Honestly, if we can find out the truth, if we got Coach Max playbook for the Legends and saying how many plays do you run, what's the system, all this different stuff from the beginning of the whistle to the end of into the end of the game, then go up to JB Bickerstaff and say, Hey, in the second half, is what how many plays did you run in the second half? Guaranteed, it's going to be completely opposite. You know, you see what I'm saying? There's a difference between throwing guys out there and say, hey, let's go play some ball, run some pick and rolls, let's see what we got, blah, blah, blah. Instead of like when you look at the legends and like these G League teams, they're actually running plays, doing you know, like running the system that, you know, maybe the Mavericks might have. You know, we've heard the connect con- connectability or whatever they have between the two. It's just there's there is a difference when you're playing to win the game. And your players know that you're doing everything you can to win the game compared to, hey, the franchise wants us to lose, and let's just go out there and like do our thing. Isaac, you do play to win the game. In in my mind you do, but not everybody. I mean, and that that's what kills me is like some people I don't want to go down this tank thing again, but like you just see different fans it's like, well the Mavericks are so so bad of a franchise they can't even figure this tank thing out because we yeah. win, we just different stuff like that. I'm like Easier said than done, bro. Like, you want to do Dirk what, like they're doing Mark Gasol? Like, like I know some people just don't have any hearts about it, but some people would honestly – like, what if we did that and the Dirk hit to the media and said, man, this is just draining me. Like, this, this let's just be honest about fans. Let's be straight up honest. 
Let's say Dallas did exactly what Memphis is doing right now. Let's say Dirk hit to the media just like Mark Gasol did, and Dirk just sat there. What if Dirk even said, "Man, this is even this is taking such a toll on me. I, I don't know. This is probably gonna be my last year. You know, it's just this is losing on purpose, stuff like that. Blah blah blah. You know what? They're honest to God. There's Mavericks fans that would literally say, "Man, to each your own. We love Dirk, but you know, this is what we gotta do for a pick. That's the problem. That's the problem. Like, I just can't. I can't roll with that. And that they, you just don't have that heart in it that you're just like, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. Who cares about, you know, Dirk's on his way out. See ya. Like, you did a lot for us. Cool, but we need this draft pick. And that, that's the part that gets me going, man. Yeah, teams like the Suns and, well, I guess the Suns a little bit with Steve Nash, but then the, the like the 76ers, they didn't have anybody like a Dirk. Or, the, like, the, the Dallas Mavericks are kind of the first team to not, I guess, tank in a way but but be this terrible with this aging star and kind of be in this weird zone where he's still playing like the lakers kind of did this because they i mean that lakers team was just awful but but kobe was was on his last legs there but he was in and out of the lineup he wasn't really playing a ton um and so it, kobe just won the ball every time to shoot it fifty thousand times again. it helped that's that, like let's that, play winning basketball yeah, that helped. That helped them tank as well. <laughs> that helped them be bad, for sure. But exactly. the Seventy uh, Sixers did not have this issue. They did not have a guy that they needed to respect. They did not have to play respectful basketball because they didn't have anybody that deserved the respect. They got, they got rid of them. They got rid of Drew Holiday, who was an All Star, by the way. Somebody mentioned on a podcast recently. I think it was Kevin Arnovitz on Zach Lowe's podcast mentioned like, you know, that they don't have any All Star level players left in. Uh, in New Orleans or something, but I was like, uh, Drew Holiday made an All Star team at one point in his career. He did. And, uh, they yeah, also they they traded away Andre Iguodala. You know, like they didn't they just didn't have anybody at, at that point. So they were at a they were at a point that made sense sort of for them to to bottom out and kind of do that. But these other teams, the Memphis, Dallas, they have players like that now. Now let's just focus on the the one specific night. People were saying that the the game against Dallas was so egregious that this is tanking and all this stuff. I don't know what Memphis should have done that specific night besides like play Marcus all. They were just playing really bad. Like just the, they were not hitting shots. They were taking a bunch of random mid rangers that like, I don't know. It just wasn't a great, wasn't a great game plan. Wasn't a great night for those guys. Uh, and they're just really bad. <laughs> so just because, yeah, but th- that same team with Marcus all though, they went and they played San Antonio and they played them pretty close. Like three nights before they played Dallas. So, I don't know. I, I think crazy, crazy. What like a veteran you put around you and assistant, you know, stuff like that will do for a. They got scared. They got scared. And they're like, "Hey, hey, Mark, uh, what do you think about having the day off?" <laughs> Gosh, man! If Memphis does take like, let's say, let's say they take Aiden, and Aiden just ends up being terrible. Like he can't play defense. He's exposed on offense. He tries to take jumpers all the time. Like, what if? What if he just? I mean, he's not. I don't think he's gonna beat the beat, but gosh, no, that would be I so think, sad for that whole fran- franchise. All right, all right, let me ask you my last question. I've asked you fifteen thousand times. Yeah, we had some really bad audio video issues on uh, on our end, both ends. You're gonna have some fun editing out all the th- stuff I said in between. They're gonna hear me, but <laughs> they're also gonna hear me like complain to my wife, like, "Oh, the internet is always so bad on Sundays." I did some like play by play on you going to the bedroom and then I sang opera and then anyway, let we might have to keep that in. No, stop it. Listen, 
let me ask you this question. I've literally asked you like eight times now. Okay. Eight and times? Fi- are you finally on the ship that DeAndre Aiden is the number one pick in the draft for the Mavericks? Or are you still Team Luka? Oh, uh, if it makes you feel better, then yeah, Aiden. It's just it, it's not gonna it's not so gonna I'm be a real about. it's not gonna be a real scenario. So like like we mentioned Kirk already in this podcast. Kirk's serious face. He changed his name from yeah. Luca fan account to <laughs> picks picks five through eight account because that's that's what they're gonna be in. That's what we're gonna be. Okay, real quick, who you replied to a tweet the other day, and I don't know how I saw it, but it was like you liked it or I guess and showed up my timeline where somebody tweeted you and said. Would you give up next year's lottery pick to move yeah. up to one? Like move up from where? Right. That was my that was the way I responded. To because get it's Luca. It, because it's a realistic <laughs> No, it was just to move up to one. It was I just thought to, he said no, no, no. He said to move up to get Luca Doncic. And like I'm I, I like Luca. I have him at three on my big board. But if I'm giving there's no way I would move up. To, to get Luca, if I the only way I would move up to get Luca is if like I'm at like eight or nine, and there's somebody at the three spot and Luca's still there, and you're like, hey, like what would it take to get up there? Some I would do that, but if you're at like three and you want to give up a lottery pick to move up to one to get Luca, uh, uh-uh. no, there's not that big of a separation for me. What about eight? If I'm sitting at three, because that one you get, is that one you get your pick of everyone. So, <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. But like, and I think Luca. I mean, I think Aiton is starting to separate himself in that first tier. I just think he's that special, and and then it comes down to Luca and Michael Porter Jr. And I could fill either one of those. So like, Ooh, that's the I would thing. go Luca over Porter Jr. right now for sure. That back injury just so scares me. Yeah, I mean, well, we're if it it's a question. Yeah, I mean, it's a question mark. Out. Like there are question marks, and that is a bigger question. What's mark he gonna to have to? Like, okay, so what's he gonna have to do to like prove that wrong? Nothing. No, I don't think you can. There's do nothing anything. he can do. No, because that back injury, we've seen it in other guys in the NBA. That it's just kind of it's so one. So why did you had him at three, right? Yeah, but like I so still you had take Luke, it, you I had, take I had, him I had Luke ahead of him. I had Luca ahead of him. Okay, but you would still take him over Jaron Jackson, Bomb, blah, blah, blah. Probably. Those guys have red flags for me, too. Like, those guys have the red flag of they could just be an average dude. <laughs> like, that is a red flag to me where I'm yeah. like, I don't want a lottery pick to just be a random dude. <laughs> yeah. Or a, Luca's a out for like three two weeks lottery. right now, too. Yeah, there, there's somebody somebody on uh, Mavs Money. I think it was Ian Miller. I think messaged me. It was like, hey, you know. Or message everybody and was just like, yeah, you know, we, we've seen guys like Isaac say, you know, that they wouldn't want want Luca or something like that, and say that they watched a game with him and that he was, you know, not playing so well and all this stuff. And this injury is because of overuse. Like they have used him so much and they have put a lot on him. And uh, and he kind of. I never said I don't want him. That you would you had him low. At three. Yes, that's low. No, and he he specifically mentioned that you said you watched a game recently where he was bad, and it was because oh yeah, of I watched a, I watched the Barcelona game, yeah, yeah, where he was bad, yeah. and, that, and they, he said that's kind of the reason why. Anyway, we need to, we need to finish this up. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of Mavs Moneyball, Isaac, do you want to go ahead and give your rant on the recent 
Moneyball article title that was... <laughs> no, nah, like, I don't want to come at uh, come at your guys at You Moneyball. can. You can because... They're good. No, nah, they're good dudes. Like, I don't... And the entire, nah, the entire internet. The ratio... If, if, okay, if you guys don't know what the ratio is, <laughs> on Twitter, there's this thing called the ratio. And if your tweet is a good tweet, usually the ratio works out for you. The ratio is you have more likes than retweets and more retweets than replies. That's that's like a good ratio. What? I've never heard of this. Really? That's that's what that's what it is. If you have an ex- exorbitant number of replies and little number of tweet or likes and retweets, that means you messed up bad. It's just the way it works. I don't know why. Like it's just something like it's just bad. Uh Trump's Twitter doesn't count because he has so many bots following his account, so yeah, it's his ratio is always kind of good, but then every once in a while you get one that's like, oh, there's there's some more there's more replies. So, but uh, this tweet, the last time I checked this article, and we'll we'll t- we'll okay, the article was should the Dallas Mavericks yeah, say the exact title, Nick? Oh, I don't have it pulled up. It's it's it was a title issue. That's the thing. Like the way. Money. I don't want to sound like I'm coming at Moneyball because they're good guys over there. You can Angers. come at you can come at Moneyball. No, like, but like, it's just the title. All right, here's I mean, the, here's the title. I saw the title and I was like, come on. Here's guys. the title. Should the Mavericks replace Dennis Smith Jr. in this year's draft? No, stop. I understand having like the only, and I've mentioned this before, and I don't want to go back to Luca. The only way that you're thinking about that is, like I said before, if you don't think that neither of them. Can, if you don't think that they can work and fulfill their maximum potential and you think Luca has a higher sin than Dennis, then you take Luca and, and try and see what to do with Dennis. But the article was focusing on Trey Young and Colin Sexton. And like, would you replace Dennis with one of them? And no, I, I wouldn't at all. The, the ratio right now on this article, and this does not count quote tweets, which we probably had like 20 or 30 of those just like trashing this was 50 replies 14 likes and three retweets that is not a good ratio let me just tell you right now that is not good and we're still getting hate on it and we posted this like yesterday morning (laughs) i I mean i have uh, i have sexton over trey young i think he'll be a better but i love colin sexton um but no like and i I just think i think it's like I think it's a, a downgrade. I mean, I think Dennis, I think Colin Sexton would be great, but it's not worth, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, this is not worth it. Even if you think Colin's going to be a little bit better, it's not worth taking him, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, the article, I don't think the, anybody was. The article should have been titled comparing the this year's point guards to Dennis Smith Jr. Like something like that, something along those lines, yeah. you know, like, you just can't – you're not going to replace him. I don't think either of those guys are going to be better than, than Dennis. And even if you get – like you said, if you get Luka, then you're not replacing him. You're just adding him next to him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just think it was a poor title, but um, it got sent to me too. So <laughs> It was it was a bad title. And uh, we will not mention the guys part of it, but you can go read it if you want and message them. I want to plug a piece I have coming up this week. Oh, yeah, week. go. Um, for uh, I sat down with Nerlens the other day for about 20 30 minutes. Oh, your best after friend. practice. Yeah, we man, we talked about everything. Um, I just it, it's it's a good chat, and uh, it'll be coming out with maps.com um, sometime this week, I think. So awesome, be on the lookout for it. Awesome, there you go. Uh, I'm gonna be taking the rest of this week off. Uh, 
just to be honest, I got some personal stuff I need to take care of in my life, and so I need to uh, just take a week off from. Uh, I also I've told the Moneyball people this. I've told uh, Isaac this. He's going to be handing into the podcast. We're going to do. He's going to do a couple more pods with some uh, some guests this week for sure. But I will be definitely back next Monday. I just need to take a to take a step back. The uh, the tanking just really got to me, guys. I, just, I, <laughs> I really just can't take it anymore. I just can't see. I can't take to see Dirk lose any more games. So. Uh, but yeah, so I'm also probably dang. If I say it on the podcast, I'll have to do it, right? That is true. That's if I commit to it. Uh, I'm considering taking off of Twitter. So if I don't reply, usually I'm pretty good with replies. But if I don't reply this week, that's probably why. Um, Guys, don't don't worry. If something hot comes up, uh, I'll be right back retweet. in. I'll I'll, I'll completely come. Like if if somebody I don't know. Like if something happens or like like say Dennis gets like forty one night. Like I'm totally coming coming back. I'm doing the podcast. I'm writing something. Like I'll, Nick Nick just comes out of nowhere and tweets like a gif of like a person coming out of the grave from like hocus pocus. It's just like oh I'm back yeah. alive. Yeah. So and honestly, part of this is what I talked about on Friday with the mental health. Uh, Josh and I talked a great deal about that Kevin Love article. We talked about the mental health. And uh, sometimes you just need to step back from some certain things, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm taking taking a minute, reevaluating some things in my life, uh, not my dog or my wife or my family or anything like that. But <laughs> I'm looking at my dog. I'm dog looking at my first. dog. As, I'm looking at Laker as I say I'm re- reevaluating things, and he kind of perked up. I'm like, no, you're you're good, bud. You're good. You're okay. So. That's what's going to be going on with Lockdown Maps this week. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow me. Hey, hey can I say something? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Say what you want. Say what you need to say. At this point, when you're listening tomorrow, I should know if I'm having a, if my wife's having a boy or girl. Oh! We find out tomorrow. Oh, we got to take bets. I know. So, like, all the family's taking bets. I, I have yet to try to make a prediction one time throughout the pregnancy it's because so, like, it, it actually affects your life it does not affect like my life <laughs> i have never been so nervous for something in my life and never really? been so nervous for never been so nervous for something that i know i'll be excited about no matter the outcome. either way like, right? i've been excited yeah i mean you know i've been nervous about some like high school basketball games or something like that or like my wedding day or something like that just because like you want it to go well and stuff like that yeah, it's like anxious i'm gonna be happy either way but i'm just like oh my gosh i'm freaking out I'm thinking about both sides it's gonna be dresses and all this stuff or is it gonna be like a basketball and like all this why, stuff whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 why can't the girl play basketball and why can't yeah, the guy can. wear dresses stop it nick we're not gonna get on this <laughs> really like we're, i don't want to go on this <laughs> This is what happens when we do. This had is, we had an early game look, today. I, this is not even a late pod. This is like an early game. But uh, yeah, you're gonna get me in trouble on the podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> we just gotta leave it at that. So Dallas Theological anyway, Seminary is coming at you. <laughs> here we go. Now you're just gonna drop all these nuggets. <laughs> uh, if you've gotten to the end yeah. of this podcast, you are like a true day oneer, like locked on Mavs, like truth, don't tweet truther. Me. I don't you know. listen to this. Don't tweet me and tell me you listen to this. Just I just want it to go away in silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. There you go. So some uh, some not so good news and then some awesome news from Isaac for sure. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Again, we had we had a pretty good week last week, so appreciate it, guys. Even with the yeah, team. Yeah, stay tuned. Nick's gonna Nick's gonna take a week off, but I got some stuff planned this week. Um, yeah, it probably won't be every day, but at least you know two or three pods throughout the week, and it it should be fun. But try to hold down the ship. We can't replace Nick, uh, but he's going to take a week off and then get our captain back. 
uh, next weekend. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to to Lockdown Maps, and I will I will be back next week. But you'll see Isaac the rest of this week. Peace out. Boom.